You know so much more than me now. I am, as I said, a professional podcaster. You're a professional as shit. Okay, now that we're recording, can we we talk about how today you woke up having two new podcasts out, Bechdelcast and a new episode of Sweet Bitter, and you just edited our next episode and got ready to record this tonight. It's I'm very tired. <laughs> like I'm I you're really such deeply a tired. I know and I realized that like this is why I drink. You cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, are still taking you through Battlestar Galactica, even though it's kind of over. Wow. We're going to keep on plugging through. We're talking about the plan. Yeah. Yeah. The Cylons famously have a plan. The famous Cylon plan. Yeah. What are you drinking, Kaylee? It's been so long since we recorded. I forgot. It's been so long. I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) This This is our first... Oh, it's not. We did one bonus episode. Well, our next episode we recorded before this. Spoiler alert. Um, but we, this is kind of our first like post-pandemic me being back in the US. Post-pandemic? Post-pandemic? I mean, we're still in the pandemic. It's the but, like, highest numbers we've ever had. the pandemic happening, this is the first podcast we've recorded that you're going to hear, is my point. <laughs> the last episode that we shared with you was... <sighs> We well the, the interview finale, the interview we, we did with Rika was quite in the pandemic. This is true. Yes. Okay, whatever. I'm excited to be talking about Battlestar Galactica again. Too, this yes, is, it it feels like the first like real BBBSG episode. It yeah, because it absolutely is since like February. Because we've done a lot of stuff, but it hasn't been just like going through the series. You going know? through the series, talking about going these the characters, going through the series. Walking through the show. Oh my God, Kaylee! How did we not get this musical up for a, in, a, in the pandemic? What have we been doing? The Battlestar musical. I don't know oh. what I've been doing. I don't. Oh, it's definitely these, something we've been doing. These past many months have been such a blur. Anyway, mm. you've been doing a lot. I I mean I've done a bit, um, but I also also have done nothing. I've done both lots of things and no, none of the things. I feel like. I feel like you've done everything, and well, in two different countries. I'm glad it seems that way. Mm. What you what you drinking mm. there? Well, I wanted to say thank you to whoever it was sent beer money, so I could. Oh, that was Crystal, Crystal, who is a new listener who has just started listening to the podcast, and I think is already on season three. Ah! And so hopefully it won't be too. That long is my until kind of podcast listener. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I love to binge a podcast. It's so fun. Yeah, it is kind of fun, I think. I think about that because we, when we change platforms, we had a bunch of new listeners come through. So it's it's kind of interesting to me because I'm like, wow, that was so long ago. I was such a different person. I don't even know how to feel about that. But like, <laughs> you're going on this whole journey that I took three years to go on in like three weeks. What? But that's kind of, it's, I think it's a really amazing thing that happens with podcasts is you are like, you're following along with the show, but you're also following along with people's lives. It's very, yes, absolutely. Especially a podcast such as, as, as this one. Yes. Where we perhaps talk a little too much about our own lives, perhaps not enough about (laughs) 
I, I do worry the topic about that. at hand. <laughs> Listen, people have stuck with us for whatever even, reason. Even with all the oversharing. Because I just sometimes forget that I'm on a podcast and I think that we're just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, let me tell you deep personal secrets about my life. And then I'm like, oh shit, that went there. Yeah, sometimes we edit them out, but sometimes they, they slip in. Sometimes it's just, it's just the flow of the conversation doesn't make sense otherwise. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> so tell me about your beer. Well, I went out, all I, all I could do today was get my ass to the Target, but I, I got a Bell's Two-Hearted Ale, which I don't remember if nice. we've had on here before. We had, oh, I've had that beer. I don't know if I've had it on the podcast. I've had this beer plenty, mm. but I, I felt like, especially with uh, Cavill's, the, the dueling Cavill's journey wow. of this episode, two-hearted mm. I, I feel that you went deep you yeah, went deep yeah also a lot of talk about love in this episode there is maybe too much perhaps talk about love in too, this episode perhaps the word love is dropped at one too many times maybe it is um <laughs> for me I actually post-election needed a little bit of an alcohol break because I realized Fair. that this year I think I maybe had one week in there somewhere where I wasn't drinking but for the most part, I've been drinking for like the whole year. And I'm not, I mean, when I say I'm not drinking every day, but I do drink, I had been drinking quite much more often than I do. And so I am drinking warm apple cider because That's it nice. is very fall here today in New York. Like it is like leaves all over the ground day. It's like nine degrees Celsius. <laughs> I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's like, it's like crisp. It's been raining. It's just, I made myself mm. soup. And I'm drinking cider. That sounds kind of dreamy. Mm. I Plus mean, it's sugary. If you don't think about how you're stuck inside because of the disease, uh, I mean, yeah, I got to walk to the laundromat today. I bought a baguette. Um, these are all amazing things. That's like to the end of my block. I walked and I returned, and then I walked okay. and I returned, and then I walked and I returned because that's what happens when you're doing laundry. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a what a treat! What a delight! There were. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is also leaves on the ground day in Chicago. Many, many beautiful. crunchy leaves. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, we lost a bit of crunch from the rain, unfortunately. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah. Anyway, let's jump into this um, episode movie. Yeah, which, so we both watched the version that's available for free on the new streaming platform, Peacock. Pay which, us. which is a name that people chose to name their platform. They certainly did choose that CBS. It's CBS, right? NBC. Oh, because their thing is the Peacock. Oh, Mm. that's why. Mm -hmm, I'm really mm -hmm. bad with American TV stations. Like, I'm better than I was, but I'm still pretty bad. Well, because no one watches actual TV anymore. So, yeah, I didn't live here when you did. So, (laughs) Uh, all right. So, they've got, if you want to watch the plan, they've got it streaming for free, but it is Mm. the. edited for tv half an hour shorter version which honestly i feel kind of grateful for which honestly already felt a little long so yeah and given like i but i feel like they cut out good stuff so we'll talk about that i'm sure they did i feel like there's another eddie episode where there's an extended version and the extended version was very very long and so i feel like because this is directed by eddie right it is like what when you said that i was like oh an extended eddie cut I don't know. <laughs> it's probably. I mean, if you want to record another day and we'll watch it, we can. But like, do we need no, to? No, I'm good. And then we'll either have to pay for it or I don't know, 
torrented or however people watch. I don't. I can. I don't ever it. do that. I don't know how to do that. I do it. I break the law with my torrents all the uh, time. How dare you admit that on the <laughs> air, Lisa? You're gonna get us <laughs> shut down. <laughs> this very. This this huge podcast. Everybody's coming for us and all of our money. Just you wait until we cover the original series and take edibles while we do it. I'm actually talk I'm about s- breaking the law on the. You know, I'm so <laughs> actually, excited it's legal. for that. It's it's decriminalized here, it's and it's fully legal. I have uh, edibles that I purchased legally sitting right I over there. I purchased mine legally just yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still were purchased legally in Massachusetts. I just brought them back here where it's decriminalized. Yeah, so whatever. we're getting there. We're getting there. It's gonna be delig- It's gonna be legalized now, right? That's part of Biden's platform. I thought that it was is gonna it? be. I, I think so. That wasn't an issue. It's an issue that I do think is important, but it wasn't one that I was heavily following in this election. I didn't follow it either. Um, someone told me. Cool. I think someone was like, "Hey, this means we're gonna get legalized weed everywhere." I'm like, "Does it? That's awesome." I was just happy to lose Trump. I didn't even really care about like the other stuff yet. Like that's for next year. <laughs> Like for now, it was just yeah, like stop yeah. authoritarianism. That was like my 2020 goal. And then next year we can focus on, you know, continuing the fight. Exactly. But, uh, um, and I know this this episode will be released even further after uh, the results of the election came in. But can we just do a nice big old cheers for fuck Trump? Oh, my God. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. We just cheers. I cheers non-alcoholic drink, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I drank plenty on the day that Joe Biden was voted in, so mm. we're good. Mm-hmm. I, I texted all the neighbors in the building, and we had champagne in the backyard. It was super cute. Oh, that's so cute <laughs> and wholesome. I yeah. love that. It was crazy here. I don't know what it was like in Chicago, but it was, like, electric here. Like, it was it not was- crazy where I am in Chicago because it's pretty quiet in this neighborhood. Um, but the, the footage out of New York was amazing. Yeah, I was. I learned because everybody on the street started going crazy outside my window, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like it was just like honking and screaming, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And like I was so hungover as well because I solidly drank that whole week. I just couldn't <laughs> deal with this stress because this administration cost me my fucking green card. Yep. Like I felt like as a migrant here that I have not been able to say a single word bad against Trump. And, like, there is just something so, like, horribly, like, I didn't even realize how much I was, um, I was stressing about that, right? Like, even now me saying openly this is, like, feels, shit, should I do that? Um, anyway, so I, that's how I learned about it. And then I was sitting here, I was laying here, I was so hungover, and I'm like, well, I have to go out drinking, obviously. <laughs> Um, and so I walked, uh, from my house to the city. So that's like an hour walk, uh, all through, all through Brooklyn and then across the Williamsburg bridge, which is like, there wasn't really anything happening there, but on the way to the bridge, people were just like sitting on cars, like music, screaming, like just in the regular street, like just like, and then all, like someone would drive by with a flag or like USPS would come by and everyone would just be like, yes, and like screaming. And I was just like, holy shit, this is just like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. It was amazing. That warms my whole heart so much. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed away from the parties. I just think that's like too much. Like it, in no a pandemic? shame if you went, but like in a pandemic, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to my quiet bar <laughs> And I'm going to um, get drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I did with in a very safe, safe way. Um, that's lovely. So, yeah, but yeah. It's yeah, great. I haven't missed New York so badly as uh, as I did that day. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty, 
pretty incredible um, thing to witness. Um, oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh. <laughs> There's been a lot of that going around. About the plan. <laughs> this episode not gonna make you cry. Mm-mm. Not one of BSG's famous tearjerkers. So no. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's like- maybe due to the lack of Mary McDonald. Oh shit! Yeah, she's not even like. There's not even like footage of her. You're right. I didn't even really think about it because I think I was like half like half watching all the scenes that were like flashback scenes, mm-hmm. and like I didn't even think about the fact that like she's not there. Yeah, she's like not pictured. No, I wonder why that is. I have a lot. Of, yeah, I have. I have questions about why this was made the way it was made. I don't know. Well, we're recently friends with Mary, so we should just call her up. Friend of the pod, Mary McDonald. <laughs> I mean, she followed us on Twitter. Is that not friendship? <laughs> Confused. What else does one want? Um, um, yeah. Anyway. Any okay, any cool. interaction on Twitter, and we just, like, fangirl so hard. Yeah, little do they know. In my mind now, she just listens to our podcast, and she's like, I love, th- I love those two. They're amazing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Tell me about the plan. The Bailey. plan, directed by, as we discussed, Edward James Olmos, one of our absolute favorite men in this yes. wide world. Uh, not always our favorite director. Very rarely. Although is this he was our a director. beast of a fucking thing to write it or was... direct or edit. Well, I mean. The writing was in good hands, and there were a lot of funny uh, moments that I appreciated. which I didn't... So I saw in the credits, directed by Eddie, but I didn't catch who wrote it, and I was like, Mm. this epic... Like, this is a weird... This is a weird... What are we calling this? A movie, a miniseries, an episode? What are we calling it? Well, let me tell you something. Tell me. So, almost, Edward James Eddie, our buddy... He told press roundtables that he believes that the planned DVD will sell so well, the economics will guarantee more movies. Plural. And he notes that they photographed the Galactica sets in insane detail so they could recreate them digitally anytime they want. So Eddie was like, this is the beginning of the movie franchise of Battlestar Galactica, the Battlestar Galactica cinematic universe. Oh, my heart. Bless his heart. Heart. My heart. <laughs> my heart is blown. <laughs> now, I've got a couple of um, of Eddie's uh, follow-up movie ideas that will nestle into the episode. Oh, I uh, cannot. So just fracking. wait, wait for, for that. Okay. I yeah. cannot wait for that. Um, so what are we talking about? Yeah, so I didn't catch who it was written by, and I was like, who wrote this? Because it's a super weird movie, we'll say. Well, um, we'll say it's a movie. We'll yeah. say it's a movie. But I was like, there are some fucking fantastic one-liners in this. Mm-hmm. And who else but Jana Spenson? Yes. Who else? Yes. But Absolutely our girl. had to be her. <laughs> She's so great. I just, I have so many questions. I was like combing the internet to find out more about how this happened. How did this happen? Like, did how it, and it just why? Feels like, it just feels like Edward James almost went to the network and was like, Guys, <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica Cinematic Universe. Let's go. I mean, I would be on board. Me too. I don't me know too. that this this fill in the gaps style thing would have been my first choice. 
No. And like, obviously Mary wasn't into it either, you know? <laughs> well, oh, so. yeah, I have, I have saved, because it, sometimes it was hard to tell and I couldn't remember if a scene I was seeing was older news because it's been so long since I watched the early episodes. Yeah, like, there were some that I knew were yeah. there before. Like, I'm sorry, revisiting No More Mr. Nice Guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you for so that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much. And the freaking love scenes between Gaeta and Gaius. Fuck yes, I'm here for that. I did not realize how much I missed freaking Gaelic's. But I don't really know about any of the rest of the love movie. Love scenes, I she says. She calls them love scenes. Oh my god, those, their eye contact. <laughs> their eye contact. I thought you were going to say the love scene between <laughs> Starbuck and Sam, which... I mean, I didn't know what it sounded like on the other side of the room, Ooh. but now I know. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I saved the yeah the actors like the the main actors who appeared in this just so we know like as we're going through talking who filmed new footage for this oh um, okay was eddie dean stockwell who's cavill i'll just say characters it's easier um mm-hmm. anders boomer saul tyrell the rest of the the rest of the not final five cylons Ellen, uh, all of them? Uh, Ellen Ty. Mm. And uh, freaking Tor- Tori, which we're going to talk about why the hell she was not in this except for five seconds. Which, like, how the hell did she survive that? Sorry. I, how? Th- so this is this is the thing that I maybe want to take to Twitter and ask Rekha about. It's like, were you not available for this? Because if the answer is anything but no, I was completely unavailable, then I am furious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because we knew who she was by then, right? Because, like, I think this is supposed to be seen, like, before the end of the series. But we find out who the final five are, like, halfway through season four. Yeah, there's no good reason. Well, no, this was released. This was released after the series ended. Oh yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, no, there's she's she the only Cylon not in this? Basically, basically. I mean, like, like Ellen doesn't get a ton of screen time, but she gets her moments, and like, same with we only see her at the start, right? We only see her at the start, and then she she's like standing on a ladder at the very end because all the final five are in the hallway at the very end when they're airlocking the cavils. Oh, okay, but that was already in the original. I think anyway. I think they reshot who was in the hallway for this. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, should we get into the beat by beat? I guess we should. I am clearly uh, dragging my feet on getting into this beat by beat because this episode, <laughs> this epi- like I didn't hate watching it, but this episode feels kind of like an Excel spreadsheet of <laughs> someone's ideas about the story of the Cylons, whatever. Like it just feels like I'm. I'm watching a, a well-organized binder of how we're going to fit all these little stories in. Like, it, it makes yeah. sense. They did a good and job with it, but it's such exhausting. such a long time. It is. It's really over. Like, I was trying. I was like, when, what? Like, this is all, like, what is it? Like, season one and two? Yeah, I think it's pretty much through the end of season two. That's too many that's too much time it's way too much it's way too much mm. yeah and it doesn't even like it, it's called the plan and but i just they, feel like is the point that there wasn't been... a plan because they don't really have one 
Well, the plan was just to succeed the first time, and then they didn't, and then they're just trying to improvise. It should be called improvise. the failure. It should be called the improvisation is yes. what it should be called. Yes. No, I mean, the um, plan, the original plan worked pretty fucking well. They killed, you know, almost all of humanity. They did a yeah. real big genocide. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like they could have done the earlier stuff and ended it at the at the genocide or you know yeah yeah like okay. that would have been more interesting to see them like integrating into like like all of yes. the people integrating into their lives and like seeing Cavill like in the role that he was playing and like all of this and that would have been interesting yeah I kind of wonder like because this this episode at times feels like a clip show you know mm-hmm. when tv shows mm. do that it was I feel like tv shows don't do that anymore but they used to like like Treehouse of Horror. Oh no, you're thinking about no the the Simpsons did heaps of clip shows. The you Simpsons mean when did doing, like yeah yeah yeah. The Simpsons is like, like why I know the term clip show because they okay, would cool. make fun of themselves for doing it. Yes yes. But yeah, so I feel like probably I don't know if it's a full fifty percent, but a fair amount of this footage was previously shot. So mm. I think making a whole new movie would have cost a lot more money. Oh maybe that's what it is. Okay, so they were invested in the. We call it the BCU, the BCGCU. I like the BCGCU. Okay, so they were invested in the BCGCU, but they like do something <laughs> cheap first, and then they did, and then it wasn't that good, and then they were like, "Sorry, we don't have any money." Yeah, cool. That's my guess. Who right. knows how? Who knows how this? Ha- I'm curious to know how but involved maybe, Ronald D. Moore was with this. Yeah, maybe it's kind of like the Hulk. Remember they released the Hulk, and everyone's like, "Eh." <laughs> You know, because, but it's like the film of the MCU. I don't know why MCU. that made me laugh so much, but I almost spit up my beard. It's like the film of the MCU that people were like, don't bother watching it, you know? Yeah, except if they had only made the Hulk and the it's Hulk like the was Tokyo bad Drift. and then they didn't make any more movies. It's like if they made Tokyo Drift first in Fast and Furious. You won't get that reference. Our listeners will, because I assume that they are all stands like I am. I, I, saw, I, also I finally love- saw one of them. I also love speaking of the evolution of this podcast. When I first did this podcast with Melia, I had only seen one or two of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. And she was like, you have to watch all of them. And then I'm a massive stan. So thank you. Yeah, there's definitely a recorded uh, journey of your love affair with that franchise. Absolutely. (laughs) Now it's like the best. The last episode we send out, there's a whole rant about Fast and the Furious on it, of course. (laughs) Okay, all right. We're going to beat by beat because what I was saying, what I was trying to get at is it feels like a lot of work to get into this, which is how I feel like it was to write it and and edit it. Do you want me to just read my notes? No. It could (laughs) be fun to do it one episode. I think we'll be lost. I could do it for you one time just for fun. Do you want, just for this episode, we should do it because it's fun. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you want to, let's do the first few and you'll see if, if you think it'll, if it's this is workable, if we if can string together okay. a plot from your first note. <laughs> first note, they have a plan? Question mark. I see what you did there. <laughs> Second note, already a lot of creepy mum shit. Third note, the graphics. Okay. Are you following me so far? Okay, cool. Oh, guys, and six, it's good to see you. Bolter suit. Ellen, it's good to see you, in all caps. How the hell did Tori survive that? This has happened before. Maybe it will happen again. Um, is that, okay, what so is that, gonna... halfway through the episode? <laughs> no, that's, that's when Anders is lying on the thing. 
my my notes are always better at the beginning and then I don't write notes for like 30 minutes so that's where the end is just like lying on the grass and he's like this has happened before and I was like holy shit you don't say do you want to just finish yours to see how quickly you can get through all of your notes for one episode or do you want okay, me cool. to actually let's do, it. do it no okay. let's see how quickly I can um, okay, so we need to talk about the epic Terminator type scene where we see the practical use of pyramid skills in this terrorist cell. That's a long note. <laughs> ah, so it is not a half Cylon baby. I will never get used to Cavill and Boomer kissing. So gross. I am so stoked to see the no Mr. Nice Guys again. The love between Galix. I love that all the sixes are so into Bolter. Ha ha. Edgy confirmed seal shot there. What? I don't even know. Edgy oh, what? Confirm seal. I thought it said seal. <laughs> I was so confused. You know, there's a scene where like they zoom in on the confirm seal shot when yeah. they're throwing out. Yeah, they're the airlocking airlock. somebody. Yeah, they're following on from that. <laughs> there are so many airlocks in this movie. <laughs> Can we please talk about Trisha laying over the bed and that ass, sir? <laughs> I do not like Cavill having sex with Six either. I also just feel like when. With the hatred he has for his body, sex would, like, not be his thing. Ooh, Simon gets steamy sex. Sex, 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 um, They look like they fuck good. Then I have, it says, six, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeses don't have any spaces between them. Also, is it the hair that got them? Which refers to Bolter, by the way. Because she's like, his hair, his mane of hair. And I was like, is that it? Is that what you're going for? Um... And then in caps again. And now Kara in her in underwear. I can't. Kara's sex sounds. He vigorously loves her. She's beneath him. Perhaps not. Lol. He killed the kid. So unnecessary. Is this to show that he's found some kind of love on Caprica? The gal is throwing away of a child. Chills. Lol the Jane dialogue though. Them flying hand in hand is beautiful. Finn. I think we're done here. We can wrap it up. <laughs> Did you guys get the plot from that? <laughs> We've never done this before. And maybe we shouldn't keep it in. But I think Oh, that no, we're keeping this in. I think we should have done this every episode. <laughs> so we can see why I have brain. seven pages of notes. <laughs> it just shows how naturally funny I am. Because <laughs> I don't take notes. I just riff on Kaylee's notes. And then I say stuff. And it's insightful. Because I'm just on the fly. I'm thinking on the fly. Wow, wow, know? wow. Yeah, anyway. And sorry, I, go I'm ahead with you. Only go ahead with your organized. inferior synopsis, you know. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. You just try and beat by beat without me, young lady. <laughs> I can't. My first note is no idea if I've ever seen this. And I'm honestly, I watched it and I was still not sure. I think I probably watched it when <laughs> it aired. I do not remember. Every moment, I, every new moment was a surprise. I watched it a few hours ago and I'm not sure if I've seen it, honestly. <laughs> Okay. All right. Anyway, so I like this opening where we get mm-hmm. the text that was in the opening credits for the first couple seasons, but like read by all the different Cylon voices. Thought that yes. was a nice touch. It's a nice touch, and I especially like how they say the plan at the end, and then it comes up on the screen, and you're like, "Whoa, Whoa. what You're really? There was a plan. Keep throwing it what in our was face. the plan? Oh, the plan was the plan we already knew, and then." <laughs> Some and like a one, lot of improv. one guy trying to get some other people to do some other things for a and little while. And all of them being foiled by love. <laughs> love. Love. He loves. They love. 
Why do like, they can love? Like, you imagine this with, like, the opening scene of the airport in Love Actually? <laughs> can somebody please stitch that together? <laughs> Everybody kissing and hugging at the airport with this. Somehow, with this, this episode and that scene from Love Actually are kind of the same. Yeah, they are. <laughs> My dog is joining me to podcast with us. That's fine. Yeah. Be quiet, dog. <laughs> or share your thoughts. Yeah, share some thoughts on how this episode went. Okay. So we open with the two cavils getting airlocked, which is yes. a scene from the, I don't want to say original series, because that's the other thing. The, but the series. From the series. It's a scene we've seen before, you could a say. A scene we've seen before. And they're arguing with each other about whether or not it was a good idea to do a genocide. They've got good chemistry, those two. They actually do, though. He's really good at <laughs> yeah. acting against himself. It's Which really is strange, a, I think but that's he's a hard very skill. good. Yeah. I imagine it would be. Yeah. It's like I almost wanted to know, because like it's like when I saw the episode of Buffy with two Xanders, and you're like, that's really weird. It seems like it's too good. And then you're like, oh, he has a twin. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors seem to have twins. Yeah, what's up with that? I think they just want to be, like, they just want to be, I don't know, someone else. I don't know, twins, write us in. Tell us your thoughts. Why are you an actor? Maybe there's just a percentage of twins in the world and there aren't actually that many actors who are twins it's just like the ratio works out i don't know anyway mm. anyway we digress we digress as we are want to we do. have cavill talking to himself and then we flash back to 10 months earlier two weeks before the attack and it feels like yeah yeah this is gonna be juicy and then i don't know so we've got on at one of the Cylon ships or the hub or the colony or some, the final five, like, copies of them are sleeping mm. in goo baths, which I thought was really cool. And, yeah. like, they're being watched over by cavils, and they're like, soon Who's you'll playing, all like, resurrect duck, duck, here. Goose? He's playing, like, mom, dad, mom, dad, dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like duck, duck, goose. It's weird. But it's mom, dad, dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic version of the game. Yeah. It's interesting that they they thought literally all of humanity was going to be wiped out i guess so that all five of them would download and then none of them do well then it's weird right because he obviously goes down to earth to save her also so that one of the cavils says like i'm fixing to go experienced an apocalypse or something and he's like i'm gonna go chill with ellen on PyCon, and then we'll download together so he thinks that she's going to die. But then he takes her off the ship and saves her. But I guess that maybe he does. But I think to... like because she didn't die instantly, I guess like he's not going to murder her with his own hands. I mean, he literally stabs a child later in this. Yeah, that is the same Cavill, isn't it? I get confused Which, about even if it's not who the, it's the one, you know, mm. the one Cavill. Yeah, it seems so. no, but it is because, yeah, he's the one that gets Ellen to the fleet. So it has yeah. to be right. It's confusing. Sometimes one a has a hat creepy... and one doesn't. Yeah, that's helpful. and I mean that's that's that is helpful. <laughs> there is a lot of creepy mum shit here. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. always been creepy. Cause didn't she design him after her father? Didn't we establish that? That's okay. Yeah, point. it's really fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. But I don't. The Silence—they got a different morality system. <laughs> I think incest is the least of their problems. I mean. Yeah, but like to my point if my in my very detailed notes, it does confuse me that Cavill is at all interested in sex because it seems like a thing that he wouldn't care about in his body because he agree. seems to have 
a lot of disregard for his body and he just wants to be above that and that's like such a human experience it just is weird to me that he is like fucking so much yeah that's a very it's a good point that I had not fully considered but you're totally right because the I mean we literally close on that monologue where he's like you gave me this stupid flesh sack Mm. that's useless why Mm. he's not somebody who's like you know DTF hedonistic and trying to experience all the pleasures of having a body in a life no Mm -mm. complains about it all the damn time I think he'd be happier as a centurion and then it's like is he doing it for manipulation is like the only thing I can think of and then then also might I raise the question how how are all these beautiful women being manipulated by this sad man well I think I think it's interesting right because i was thinking about that because it always creeps me out as as you heard mm-hmm. when he's with all these young women but like in they're all kind of like the same age right like yeah their i mean are silence different. are like he pops out at that age and they pop out at that age yeah it's like the physical appearance of them seems irrelevant so i think it doesn't really matter to them who they're banging yeah you know? i but think the six between just, the silence yes they don't they don't see age that way but it is mm. i feel like it is weird that the female silence were you know quote unquote designed or really cast as such unbelievably attractive young things mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have and then yeah, the mostly the pretty ugly men who look very well two of them look very similar yeah. Simon's a bit of a babe. Simon's a total babe. I mean, they got it right with Whew. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello. That was um, a, yeah. a little gift in all of this plan. True. Yeah. There's a lot of sex and nudity and I was here for it. Yeah, that seems to be... Edward James almost tends to gravitate, I feel like, towards... I don't know if it's already in the script, but I feel like anytime he's there directing a there's a, there's like sex and nudity and and femininity and flirtation and trisha help there is a scene of trisha helper is is talking at cavill in her underwear for so long <laughs> and the camera is literally like male gaze it's like up and down her body it's no like, it looks look it up we're looking down. she looks we're like she's in a like does maxim still exist like when those magazines do, did you did you ever get that maxim magazine no but what um, is it tell me about it it's like it's like Playboy light for like the I associate it with this time period with like the uh, 2000s okay. but it probably was around before then probably is still around I don't know there's like some of the Buffy people did Maxim spreads mm-hmm. yeah it but was yeah very she like- looks like that just it's black bra tiny black panties she puts on heels we'll of get course she does. we'll get there we'll get there we're not there yet we, we always put on our heels yeah naked to walk around the room because they're so comfortable famously comfortable shoes oh yes especially when you're passing time on an uncomfortable spaceship yes yeah all right we're gonna get to that scene and then we can spend more time on it we jump to caprica 14 hours before the attacks we get the six gaius scene we've seen that before we've seen that but yeah because gaius that gaius was the one where i was like did he film new scenes for this or not and i think the answer is no oh wow he's so featured in it though i know because i think his stuff with six was so formative for this Mm. plot yeah but then we see after that meeting the Mm -hmm. person she had to go meet was cavill and mm. he's like, hey, thanks for the information. You should probably go kill yourself before we blow up the world because that'll be more painful. Yeah. 
And then there's another Cavill on Pycon who's flirting with Ellen. He went down to, I don't think to save her. I don't think that was ever the point. God, it's good to see Ellen, though. It was good. Leaning, such a leaning over to grab some olives and show her ass. Oh, I, um, I just listened to the You're Wrong About Princess Diana. Um, it's a good series. It's a good series. And I just finished it today, but I really love that they call her the Hot Mess Express. I really love this term. I would like to <laughs> send it to Ellen. Hot Mess Express. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I especially love that they're like, you can be a hot mess express and still like leave the world a better place than when you found yes. it. That it's humanized yes. Diana to listen to that series. It's really, really great. It's really good. It just really like it just finished like today. Oh, a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Yes. Like I finished listening to it or today. a month ago when you actually hear this, you know. Yeah. A month ago <laughs> for us. That's how time works. Yes. Uh, anyway, so um, that was really good. I love Hot Mess Express. Yeah, and Ellen the is Ellen the ultimate. She's the queen of Hot Mess Expresses. Amazing. So she's flirting with Gavel because he's a man who's sitting next to her. He's a man who's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff is cut with like a million base ships jumping in around. Ev- Were there always this many base ships? I don't think we saw this in the original we, did, we like, didn't I don't think see we this, right? No. Because there's... How are there that many? The graphics, many? Kaylee. There's the graphics. The graphics. So many graphics. The graphics. How... There's so many. And then by the time I feel like the Battlestar is fighting the Cylons, there are like three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Someone... Weigh Tell in us. on this if you have thoughts about what, how many. What is this? A Battlestar Galactica the, podcast? <laughs> the silence may or may not have. What do you want from us? <laughs> Answers? Come on. So I. You know us better than that. My hope is here on the page. I was like, yes, Tori, make your flight, do your business, get your screen time. And mm-hmm. she has she has one scene here in her car, and then she's gonna crash her car because apocalypse. And then she's going to crawl like, out of the wreck somehow. Was that scene like filmed already for some weird No, 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 no. They definitely filmed that. So like she was involved in this, but only for that scene. And then for that one shot at the very end. And okay. Reka, we're going to tweet. We're going to tweet her. Reka. We have questions. Listen, if I have, like, I have already... all the respect in the world. If Reka Sharma was like, I'm done with this show. You, y'all busy. killed me. I'm. I got other shit going on. All the respect in the world. If I the writer would be like that. If the writers were like, Tori's storyline's not important. I have a motherfucking bone to pick. Did we see D in this? Only in flash. Old only scenes. in only in old scenes. Yeah, but D is not a a Cylon. So no, I know, but they had. I guess they didn't bring Gator back either. Mm-mm. I just feels like it because he. It's just so a little so bit good. of time he got with Gaius was clearly. It very just it was so you. present in my brain because I was just thinking about all the other people who I loved who were fucked over by the writers. Yeah, I mean clearly um, they didn't. Callie... They didn't want to add too many people to this. Like they were very focused on the Cylons, but that's why I'm most upset about Tori. Well, then she's the well, actually no, because um one of the other ones isn't really featured prominently either. The who. Oh, well, Not Dora, um, the other boring white guy. Wait, which other boring white guy? There's two. There's the one who like is Leoben. like Leoben. Leoben was featured all Leoben. over. He was listening. Uh, he was getting all obsessed with Kara on his little radio. No, maybe I'm mixing them up. One of them's obsessed with Kara, and the other one is like the guy who is like walking around 
giving tours at the beginning. Yeah, There's those two are the ones guys, you right? always mix up. I know, and that's why I'm confused. I don't I feel think like they one look anything alike. But it's just their characters are so like I don't know what their names are. Leoben look. looks like like a homeless guy with a lot on his mind, and Doral looks like a buttoned up tour guide. Yes, Doral. Did yeah. we not see Doral? I said Doral. I don't feel like we saw him that much either. He's in it. He's for sure in it. Oh, and then there's okay. a bunch of him doing all the manual labor later. The only one oh. we don't really see except in flashbacks is Deanna. Cause, um, oh, I guess Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless seriously has shit to do. Like, I, I thought about that. I was like, oh, my God, it's so nice to see her. And I'm like, we're not going to see we're her We're not going to see like, Lucy Lawless <laughs> There's this no mess. way Lucy Lawless came back for this. And maybe Rekha had something on, too. Like, maybe that was the That is my thing. hope. Because if they... Uh, and I wouldn't put this all on Jane Espenson. I feel like there was probably a team working on this because mm. it's the amount of stuff they integrated was so massive that you would need mm-hmm. help. But it, yeah. yeah, if their decision was like Tori wasn't really involved in the first couple seasons, so we're just going to leave her out of it, I call bullshit on that choice. That's should I message her right saying. now and be like, hey. Yeah. Quick question. Message no her pressure. right now. Live on the podcast. Message her right now. And if she responds, then uh, we'll we'll talk about it live on air. Okay, cool. Keep going with your thing. I'm going to write her a quick message. Okay. So I'm going to call out good dialogue when it happens because those are the best moments in this Jane Espenson penned episode. Ellen's like, well, I've lived a long time and I haven't learned any goddamn lessons, uh, which is, I think, a disappointment to... The cavil who's there to see if she's learned and grown <laughs> know, right? from her mistakes. She hasn't. She she no. won't ever. No. She is let Ellen be Ellen. Express. Yeah. yeah. Let her be her. <laughs> and then we go to the Pyramid Mountain retreat, which we heard about is why the Pyramid team survived the apocalypse. I really like the way that Pyramid features in this movie. I like it sometimes. And sometimes okay. I find it to be a little bit heavy-handed. Oh, no, it is. I, I'm not saying it's good. I just think it's hilarious. Because you're like, how did they survive? And it's like, look at how they're using their pyramid skills to, like, blow shit up and, like, work as a team and, like, all of the things and fight the silence. And I'm like, great work. Great work. I would, no, if it, like, honestly. It's, like, so campy, it's good. I would have just watched that movie. Yeah. I w- yeah instead of guys. trying to do all of this story in one episode i would have loved to just watch like how the pyramid team it's took very out a tomorrow bunch of when silos. the war began yeah well yeah you reference that a lot and i've never seen it or read it uh kids stuck on a retreat war happens and then they're like blowing shit up yeah that's basically what this is they're basically yeah. kids yeah, yeah. Well, they're like a sports team, which prime condition for like surviving in the um, wilderness. Yeah, yeah, totally. So they've got a Simon in the mix being sneaky, saying things like, that sounds dangerous when they're going <laughs> to blow up Cylons. He's really, he's doing a great job. This is probably more than we see of Simon in the entire series. In this, I think one you're movie. right. I think he probably mm-hmm. has more dialogue in this than he has in the whole fracking series. So while all this is happening, we the base ships have arrived. They're dropping bombs. Those bombs are dropping little baby bombs. I don't know how bombs work, but it's so like you think it's one big bomb and then it's, it's like a million more little bombs. bombs. Yeah. That's the birds and the bees right there. The birds and the bombs, if you will. Ooh, I will. Mm. 
so Tori gets blown up and I really thought I was like oh my god does Tori like download and they have to sneak her back into the fleet and wipe her memory or something like it looks Maybe like she dies that's what they were trying to do but then they, but then they, they absolutely done it they absolutely didn't do it they fully made the choice to have her crawl out of the wreckage and be alive mm. but I was excited for like oh my god does Tori die? like that I was really interested in and I was like oh I guess she was just alive and then she just fucked around for a couple years until Rosalind's assistant died that's and what we get. Needed another person. It wasn't really. It was like months, right? Oh yeah, yeah, months. In my head, it's years because that's how long this process has taken. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then yeah, we get Sam saying this has happened before, and Ellen says it too when she is getting pulled out of her wreckage by Cavill. I really, what I really love is the hybrid saying the names of all twelve colonies. Should I okay. read it? You should, but before you do, I really think this is the time for one of um, Edward James Olmos's first movie ideas. Because I do. Oh, please lay it on me. Speaking of this, has all happened before. Please lay it on me. This is a quote. If you watch the series from the beginning, the miniseries to the end, the last thing that David wrote, Trisha number six says, This has all happened before and it will all happen again. And Baltar says, Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll learn. At that very moment, I want to put Blade Runner in and you'll see a direct descendant of Adama take on the re- replicants. Blade Runner BSG mashup. That is what he wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> listen, hey! listen, listen, hey! listen, listen. Not that I'm not 1000% here for that content. How does Edward James <laughs> almost think movies work? He's in Blade Runner. He's in it. Oh, that's right. He's in Blade Runner. I forgot that. I watched it very recently and I forgot that. Um, just... How does he think movies work? I don't know. but like... That's fan fiction. That's fan fiction. <laughs> yes, but I love, I love you how You can write that fucking... and you can put it on Live Journal or wherever is, people do that but now. Like, what a, like, I love it. I love that he's that much of a nerd that he's like talking to reporters and they're like tell us about your movie ideas for the bsgcu and he's like let me tell you about how i'm going to bring battlestar galactica and blade runner together and every single nerd is going to cream their pants over this that's what's gonna happen and you're like you're right but it's that's not a thing it's not a thing that's not a thing but was he joking was he like think so i don't think he was because he's like he doesn't like, seem that out of touch character. with reality i don't know maybe he's running on the adama high but i love that it's like you'll see a direct descendant of adama which is himself <laughs> take on the replicants <laughs> anyway so that's the first one so just <laughs> okay so that's, that's the my first favorite one. thing i've ever heard Okay. I know it's so good. Okay, so you can read the you can mm, read the silo bit okay. now. I just didn't want to m- blow past that. It will happen again. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for more great ideas like that. <laughs> wow. I just kind of wish I had more than two. Like I'm like, where are Eddie's other ideas? I want to see his ideas. Um, anyway. Do you want to do this as a call and response? Like I'll say the thing and you say are burning. Okay. Cool. Okay. Go. The farms of Aralon. Are burning. The beaches of Canceron. Are burning. The plains of Leonis. Are burning. The jungles of Scorpia. Are burning. The pastures of Toron. Why are we making this so sexy? Are burning. 
The harbors of Pycon are burning. <laughs> the cities of Caprica are burning. <laughs> the oceans of Aquaria are burning. <laughs> the courthouses of Librin are burning. <laughs> the forests of Vergon are burning. <gasps> it's like that god fairy. Um, uh, Why did that happen? That, you know, you know, um, fuck, what's the song called? Great Geek in the Sky by Pink Floyd on Dark Side of the Moon. It's and, and the directive to the woman, you know, it's the one that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, okay, cool. So the directive to the woman was like, make it sound like you're having an orgasm and dying. And I want you to know that that was my inspiration for the end of that. I was like, we've got to move into the death now. Because mm, we get into I, the end. Yeah, I wish I had fully you know. been there with you, but I it's appreciate okay. it's the hard. amount it's, of. It's hard. Everybody went south for this online relationship. It's difficult, it's diff- you know. So difficult. If we'd been here together in my bed, I think that we would have, we would have made it happen. We would have. The chemistry would have been there together. You know? We would have. We would have. So the colonies of men lie trampled at our feet. The end, but not the end, because we have a long way to go. Boy, howdy! And this is the week I decided I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Didn't plan last that week well. was a big week. I just am surprised my liver <laughs> still exists. Was a lot. I was so anxious. I didn't even realize how anxious I was until like I cried all day on Saturday. I just cried and drank and cried and I think probably took an edible. I have no idea what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea how much screen time I, I was literally just all day scrolling, scrolling, mm-hmm. scrolling, 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 which I've only noticed now that I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> like, oh nice to yeah there's, there's a whole world outside of this little screen you just reminded me to check my phone and see if our friend had messaged yeah us yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> okay she says she responded that know. fast yeah she always says she said i don't know i think there was a lot to cover Ugh. Ugh. no if the story is it oh my god i wanted to be in it so bad and they wrote a great part for me but i had to do something else then fuck that frack that fuck that I said you weren't doing something else. We'll see what she says. <laughs> Can we just live texting? I just want to stop and acknowledge that we had a question about the series. Texted <laughs> an actor in that series who we've previously spoken with, got an immediate reply, and shared that reply with you all. You are fracking welcome. You're so You're welcome. welcome. You got this live, live to you a month ago. <laughs> It's actually two um, weeks. It's going to be three weeks. Three weeks. Whatever it is. Yeah. What is time anymore? Nothing anymore. Okay. Continue. So, okay. So what it felt like to me, though, watching all of these people, like all this old footage cut in, it's like seeing ghosts. It's like Gata and D. And like, it was mm. really actually sad coming yeah. back. And it's not like, oh, my old friends. It's like, oh, my friends who died horribly. Yes. I mean, Gator never really died for me. <laughs> he lives in my heart forever. Fair. By the way, if you don't know this yet, we now have t-shirts. And one of them says, Bicon Felix Gator. And I made that shirt just really for me. But then I thought <laughs> I'd put it up. <laughs> and see, I'm working with this merchandise lady for Sweet Bitter and this. And she's just like, what is this for? She's like, I think I like it and maybe want it, but also like, why? Because <laughs> the things I have is I have a t-shirt with 
Sappho's girlfriend's names in that like ampersand thing that people do with the full stop at the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. I have an, a t-shirt that says Eros because of course. Uh, I have a <laughs> Felix Gator bike on t-shirt. I have Cara Thrace in a special Destiny t-shirt. Which I have been begging for since we started this. And I'm so Did I deliver so or did I deliver? You it delivered looks... and then you're literally getting it delivered to me. I am. And then more gays in space because we need all of those things. More gays in space. And Elise, who y'all met last week, who is my co-creator on Sweet Bitter, is getting a more gays in space to wear to her classes. Um, yes. Where she teaches yes. about superheroes and geeky stuff, and it's so cool. I'm just yeah, like, so excited. Yeah, I think the concept of more gays in space is universal enough that people don't need to know Battlestar or our podcast. Oh, she to knows Battlestar, it. but I think that oh, people bit, could appreciate it. I am looking forward to the moment when like someone doesn't know our podcast and is like, "Oh my god, that T-shirt!" And I'm like, "Wait, Let do you me think there are people who don't know our podcast?" I think there are probably about seven billion of them. <laughs> I, I know it's we, wild. We're friends with Rega Sharma. Aren't we a household name <laughs> at this point? Uh, sh- well, I mean, Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald, Oscar winner, I believe. Mary oh, McDonald well, follows us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Tamo, who was supposed to talk to us and then he ghosted me. Well, listen. We I were think going the, back and forth for months. I think all the actors gone. are getting back to work now. That's fair. So that I think he's a new dad as well or something. Because he was like, I have to look after my children. Because that's why he canceled last time. Because he was being a good dad. And we can't hate him for that. So no, that's We can't sweet. hate Hilo. There wasn't a lot of Hilo in this movie either. Yeah, just a there little Hilo. A teensy bit of Hilo. Not enough. Okay. All right. Okay. There's all kinds of centurions running around on Caprica. This scene when they're all on, like, the bridge, and they're all in their pyramid uniforms, looking, like, peeking out at the Cylons and, like, shuffling along the bridge. It's really funny. It's very good. There's, like, at least 20 of them. They're trying to sneak around and being really (laughs) bad at it. They're not good at it. They're not good at sneaking. But they're very good at throwing <laughs> balls into holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam is kind of emerging as a group leader because he's basically like, Coach, what do you think? And Coach is like, I don't fucking know. I teach you how to play a stupid game. And Sam is like, <laughs> okay, let's go over here. Uh. <laughs> oh, wait, remind me who sent Adama the There Are Only 12 Models note. Is that something Gaius found out and he sent that to Adama? I don't think we know. And then I, so they, they, they didn't know. Clear it up. Well, yeah, because then I wondered if I'd missed, oh, sorry, I'm away from the microphone. Then I wondered if I'd missed it, actually, because I was like, they'd cut to Gaius immediately after that. And it's, y'all, I know we're supposed to be experts, head- but it's been a long time. I think I don't think we ever knew in the series and I kind of thought that we might have found out now and so when I saw that I was like fuck did I not pay enough attention did I miss that hopefully Kaylee saw who it was that was literally what happened in my brain I I think that is something that's revealed in the series and we've just forgotten because we're bad at our job ah cool well I mean (laughs) it's not a very well-paid job in (laughs) I'm I'm drinking this beer happily that's what I'm doing Somebody bought me a beer. I seriously, you sent me beer money and I almost cried. Oh, <laughs> it's really nice. Anyway, well, I didn't send it to you. I know. Crystal? I passed it on. Crystal sent Crystal. it. Crystal. Okay. What was I gonna say? Oh, I like to think that it was the Simon who's married, and he was like, No, I don't think he was. I, I think he remained as uninvolved as possible. Damn it. Okay. Well, then I don't himself. know. 
Maybe I it think, was Boomer. I feel like we're embarrassing ourselves by having this debate, so we should move on. I don't think we know. You know what we have? <laughs> we have fucking Google. Who sent Adama the 12 models note? Come on, Google, don't fail me. Baltar. Okay. That Well, yeah, the, the editing suggested it was Baltar. But did we, were we told that before? I think we, we were can't know eventually. For Here we go. Oh. We can't know for certain, but the only human who knew this information was Baltar. And then someone else said that too, but this is just Quora. So it's not like, okay, let's go not on a Reddit. Reliable nothing, source. nothing bad ever happens on Reddit. <laughs> it's a great place. I had always assumed Where Baltar people gather to share their interests. And then someone else said, I always thought it was Sharon. And then it Okay, says, so it's up for debate. It's up for debate. But we, the editing in this episode heavily suggested it was Gaius. Because it was like Adama getting the note and then Gaius looking shifty. People For no other reason. Some guy. It's like the same thing when I go on and people are like, guys, Sappho was bisexual. No, Sappho was a lesbian. Okay, the real thing is neither of those terms existed and she is neither. <laughs> so like, it's the same thing here. It's like, someone's like, trust me, it was Bolta. And it's like, are trust you- Trust you? Who the fuck are you? Are you Ronald D. Moore? Because, because if you were, you would be like, I never made a choice. Well, I mean, their name is Galactica Actual. Maybe it is. I wouldn't put <laughs> it Galactica. Oh, no, I don't think it's Ronald D. Moore. That's, uh- I don't think Ronald D. Moore would say, trust me. No. Someone was like, go watch the plan. Oh, oh. it's in a deleted scene. That's what it is. That's, That's what it is. what it is. So okay. it's not our fault. We only watch the television edit. But that's also like, y'all aired this, and this is the version you aired. And then we're surprised when people didn't buy it, maybe. Like, <laughs> you can't just leave stuff Kaylee. out like that. Kaylee, Kaylee. The it's B- going to sell so well. B- so well. The economics are going to guarantee more <laughs> movies. Movies plural. That's what's going to happen. Listen to Eddie. He knows. He knows. The oh. BSGCU. The BSGCU. Is is the C? I feel like the C is not necessary because that's comics. Battlestar Galactica Cinematic Universe. Oh, cin- oh yeah. Duh. Mm. I'm dumb. No. I'm a dumb nerd. No. no, no such thing. Bad nerd. You're just a purist, Kaylee. You're like, what is this cinema bullshit? Let's talk about comics. No, I don't. You want to talk to me? I don't read nerds? comics. I'm I don't, trying to I'm, save you out of this hole here. I know, and I'm trying to be honest because okay. then people are going to be like, Kaylee's the comic. Honesty doesn't fam. get you anywhere, obviously. We well, that's it. why I'm nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We got to get okay. through this fracking right. episode. Okay, Let's do okay. It. So is this the Terminator scene? I'm going to start shouting out kind of like, episodes i there's two episode names i remember and then the rest are just episodes where i'm like the one where that thing happens so okay. we're now in the we're past the mini series into 33 yeah my real note here is just like nice work on ellen's fracked up face because they really mm-hmm. do make her look broken and bloody and cavils by her side for no goddamn reason saying every 33 minutes the silence attack just, just to catch you up on where we are in the series. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fine, Saul. And he goes, dear Papa, he's here. And we find out, this is where we find out that Tori made it. Because he's like, of the final five, only Sam, only Father Sam is missing or something. So we don't see how, I think maybe we see Tori getting on a plane. I don't remember. It, does, it's, it wasn't significant or notable. Nope. <sighs> 
so meanwhile on Caprica, Sam is like, do you guys remember this old war movie, The Tour in Line? We should do what they did in that. I don't. It's. I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's so funny. It's. It's all like. It's all so like campy and ridiculous. And the scene. I. I just can't even say it enough. The Terminator scene. I just think it is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. What is? What? Are, wait. What scene are we calling the Terminator scene? It's when the Cylon is like cut off from the legs down and is like crawling on the ground oh yeah yeah, and then she throws herself on him (laughs) and she's like go coach go and then he shoots her she's like this bullet shield and he throws the bomb in the hole because he's a pyramid player in case you didn't know and then it blows up and she sacrifices herself and that's the scene i'm talking about okay let's talk about a piece of art let's talk about that scene and then we're gonna go back a little bit because we have the the introduction of a new six you've seen my notes right like you know that that's what happens next no but this episode is the it's it's back and forth back and forth back and forth so much that we can go wherever we want and no one will care (laughs) um so yeah sam's big plan is they're going to get a Cylon body part and they're going to rig it with an explosive device and then the Cylons are doing their like dead Cylon junk collection and they're going to pick up the body part and put it in the wherever they fix the Cylons, Pyramid I guess. players are famously good at Cylon robotics. Yeah, sure. Totally. Mm, canon. It's, I mean, it seems like they've picked up a few other guys along the way because they're like, these guys brought some things that go boom. That part happens. They that does that. happen. Yeah. Things that go boom, I think, get said more than once. You're probably not wrong. Mm. So they're like, where are we going to get a Cylon body part? And this whole scene has been cut with this guy running, holding something, and then he just shows up at the exact moment. It's like here. And somebody goes, what's that? And Sam goes, it's a thigh. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Let me try this. I'm going to need some chocolate fudge brownie ice cream. I wish I had a million dollars. No, just checking. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I guess we got we got Biden as president. We don't get anything else this year. Honestly, I'll take it. Yeah. I don't need any other presents. It's Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. <laughs> Except what do I have coming in the mail? Three friggin'. Battlestar Galactica t-shirts. Anyway. And a beer cup. And Although a beer Although maybe cup. that will be delivered in person. We'll see. We can dream. We can. So, okay. So, th- this is the plan. And then, so, to enact, to enact, to enact, to enact this plan, they bring all 20-odd pyramid players. They're a team. They're a team. They don't go anywhere without each other. Nope. They've, le- they've left the thigh, the <laughs> centurion thigh, Somewhere to be picked up and put in the thing, which is the whole plan. But for mm-hmm. some goddamn reason, they all 20 of them with guns have like surrounded this storage facility or whatever it is that they're trying to blow up. Why? 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 That's There's no reason for that. I think you, if you need maybe... someone to detonate it, you need one guy and somebody else with a gun. Like, well, A, firstly, as I said, they're a team. Secondly, <laughs> I don't think that terrorist tactics is something that is taught to pyramid players. I think I you're don't. probably right. I think you're probably right. I think Sam was like, well, in the old war movie, they all showed up. So we got to all show up. Exactly. And then, exactly. and then while they're waiting for the thigh to be picked up, this one guy is like, hey, 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 look what I made. 
it looks exactly like a pyramid ball, so it's easy for any of us to throw because we're professional pyramid players, but there's a bomb inside, which I got to say, please do not confuse that ball with any of the regular pyramid balls, first of all. Why does it need to be inside a pyramid ball? Mm-hmm. Very confusing. Uh, it's an accident waiting to happen. Or a success waiting to happen because they the centurion picks up the thigh. It's like walking over slowly in his centurion gate to the... It just, it just looks like a shipping container. It's like the size mm. of a shipping container. I don't know mm. what's going on in there that they're so excited to blow it up because it's not a very big operation. But he's like at the door... And then somebody shifts their foot in the gravel and the centurion hears that and shoots at them and it's all chaos and then the thigh explodes too early and it only makes a little a little hole just big enough for a pyramid ball to fit through. Lucky that happened. <laughs> so the centurion... This is it the looks German, exactly this like it's like exactly scene. the right height for a pyramid ball too. Which doesn't make any sense because he loses his legs. So it seems to be like at waist level, but then also it just like happens to make a hole exactly the same height as a pyramid goal. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I feel like the legs are way lower than where the hole is. Yeah. But maybe it's because like the explosion started there and then it fell. I don't know how bombs work. Anyway. Maybe it was shrapnel. I don't know. Like, Centurion only gets ridiculous. half blowed up. But what you need to blow up on a centurion is the gun arm. You don't need to blow up the legs. The no. legs can waddle around wherever they want as yeah. long as that gun arm's taken out. Mm-hmm. The gun arm's still working, so the centurion's on the ground like, but I'm going to shoot at you. And then we get the moment you previously described where yes, that's what stood out to a me. heroic pyramid player grabs the pyramid ball bomb, mm-hmm. does not ask for instructions about how it works, just no. assumes if I throw this, it will immediately blow up. Of course. That's how bombs work, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know. So she's running, and then there's a raider coming in, mm-hmm. and then the coach runs behind her, and the centurion's going to shoot, and she throws herself on the centurion, and her body gets riddled with bullets, and coach makes the shot, and he gets it, and they blow up some centurion parts in a shipping container. Woo! You gotta take and the they wins. lose like four people in the process. <laughs> I mean, you've lived through 2020. Sometimes you just gotta take the small wins. You know? Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. You're like, yes, I went to the supermarket, didn't get COVID. Yay! Yeah. Or like me today, I walked down to the end of the block. Yeah. You did your laundry. I, baguette. I have clean sheets and, you're and not I dead. ate a baguette and I'm not mm-hmm. dead. Wow. What a win. He does say breathing is dangerous, which now never been truer mm-hmm. here and on, you know, the radiation infested Caprica. They're basically the same place. Basically the same, exactly the same lives that we're living. All right, let's back it up, back it up here to Cavill putting his little flyers around that say, do you know about the plan? That would be a great shirt, but I'm pretty sure it's copyright. Yeah, that would probably. exist. That would for sure exist. I feel like we can sit on the amount of shirts we have for the moment. Oh, no, we don't need any. I'm saying I want one. Not that I will. Um, not that I would make one. Well, I mean, if you want the whole flyer, it has his fracking face on it. That's which what I, I guess mean. is the point because then the They'll Cylons see him. his face and they're like, that's a Cylon. I'm a Cylon. I'm going to go to that meeting. Mm-hmm. But nobody else comes. I don't know. It says on the flyer, like, contact Brother Cavill for whatever. So maybe he's just, like, only responding 
when Cylons contact him. I think maybe it just wasn't a really appealing flyer and people have got shit to do and it's only the Cylons who are looking for it. See, see, you think that and I would think that, but then you remember how quickly Guy's Baltar was able to form a cult. And I yeah, but that like was later in the game. This is like are... post, like really, like quickly post-apocalypse. Like, but people Gaius are desperate. Comes later. It comes later, though. Right now, they're trying to survive. You know. Okay. Okay. And yeah. also, maybe Cavill holds like separate human meetings to put on a show or something, and we don't see that. Yeah, maybe it started with a whole bunch of people, and then he's like, "It's finished now," and then he's like, "Except for you, could who be, are could chosen. be." Anyway, it's only Cylons what show up. We've got. Two sixes, two sixes who are differentiated because one is what's her uh, Shelley Godfrey is that mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the name of the one in that episode who dresses like a librarian very yeah. prim and then we have I've started calling her Faith Six because okay. of her her outfit in the first scene I feel like oh, is very Faith Faith as in Buffy Faith not as yeah. in faith in the not Lord. Okay, like have faith sense. yeah no because okay. she dresses like a slut who could beat you up yeah i love that that's yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. your type i believe uh my type is starbuck in the sports bra okay cool but that's later. still it still tracks it still tracks yeah yeah different kind yeah different kind there's an energy there that i appreciate let's say yeah mm-hmm. a little femme for my taste but yes fair. yeah did you call her anything in your mind? No. Cool. <laughs> I forgot we did that. It's been so long. I'm a bit uh, rusty at this whole thing, obviously. Although my notes are shockingly similar to what my notes usually are. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's whatever. But I just, this also reads this very, like, what I still am thinking of is, like, the Maxim Magazine ide- ideas mm-hmm. of femininity. is like, well, if you got two of the same girl one's probably a librarian and one's probably a slut i think they call that the um madonna whore complex yes is a is a librarian a madonna type uh i guess so yes from proper buttoned up similar vein yeah innocent yeah Mm -hmm. so we have madonna six and whore six or librarian six and faith six whichever whatever you whatever you decide this is a moment when they're like, there's a Doral that walks in and he's got the flyer and he goes, it says there's a plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's the big text on the front of the flyer. It's like, do you know about the plan? So he walks in, holds up the flyer. It says there's a plan, right? And then Calvo walks in and somebody's like, what's the plan? And Calvo goes, the plan is, it's just like, they say the name of the thing so many times in a row. Yeah. And it they really made do. me laugh real hard. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> I think once or twice. Yeah. They have their little meeting. Cavill's condescending, you know. Standard. And then he's like, let's get this genocide started. Which, really, they already started it. Really, let's it's like, genocide let's... Let's start it now. Let's genocide start it right here. That's what happened in my head right now. <laughs> start. Start the genocide. Genocide. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think this is me on sugar and not beer. I by think the it's way. a hit. I think it's a hit. Great. 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 Okay. They choose Librarian Six as the one to discredit Gaius. They're like, 
uh, pick a six, dealer's choice. And I'm curious to know what would have happened in the world where Faith Six was chosen to go be the one to discredit Guy's Baltar by I think being her tactics might have been a different. smart lady. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like to imagine what those tactics would be in this. We're already imagining sort of what feels like alternate timeline. Yeah. And then let's go to Cavill taking meetings. He's been taking this meeting with with Librarian Six where he's like, go fuck with Gaius. And he's mm-hmm. like, call Doral in. He's like, you Dorals are not cutting it. You're doing a bad job. And why are you wearing that suit? And he's like. I love this line so much. <laughs> this is Jane Espenson. That's what this is right here. It's like, well, his jacket was burgundy. This is teal. <laughs> such a good line this is when you're like oh jane wrote this she but I really also, did i want to know so i want to go back for myself and be like what did the burgundy jacket look like and was it the exact same and if so who is the doral's tailor or do they make their own clothes i don't know i think we never really figured that we out we never figured out the cylon yeah there I- are a lot of things we don't know where did the little ships come from where do they come from the little fucking like Cylon radar planes that seem to always appear and they're exactly the right shape and size. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know where a lot of things. We don't come know from. about the jeweler. We don't no. know who tailors the Cylon's clothing or how they have access to so many high fashion items. There's how they're out of water know. but not whiskey. Oh, let's be real. That's exactly how it would be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So he's like, hey, oh, there's another good line here where he's like, you know what you could wear instead? This yeah. suicide vest. <laughs> he's like, it's called a suicide vest, but I think that really undersells the homicide. <laughs> Jane. I mean, also, that's a dark is, joke, but it's That's funny. so dark, and I I love it. And I will never, I, I am going to say that now. If someone's like suicide vest, and they'd be like, you mean a homicide vest? Is right. that what you're talking about? Right. Because it feels like, you're really just putting it on this one person committing suicide when really, usually a lot of homicide involved as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of the point of the vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Leoben tinkering with his little radio and he, he finds the lilting voice of one Carathrace and begins his obsession. And I really, like, because we heard her so much in this episode and we didn't see her a lot, I missed her very much. I think I missed Mary more. I miss Mary more because Mary does not appear at all. Okay, here begins this, what I felt like was exhausting until it ended in murder. This thing with Cavill and the kid. There's too much screen time given to this, I think. So, okay, so there was something, and I read it briefly, where, like, Adama wanted his kid to have green hair because of some movie. What? Let me see if I can find it. What? What? So, it's another nerd thing. Edward James almost was reportedly a fan of Dean Stockwell's 1948 movie, The Boy with Green Hair, in which Stockwell plays a war orphan and makes reference to it with a replica of Stockwell's costume worn by a war orphan named John. Allegedly, got to be careful about the legal ramifications here, he wanted the boy to have green hair too, but the studio wouldn't allow it. (laughs) They were like, you can have all the weird sex and be at a titty bar and and show people like people's charred up bodies on the ground of the we draw the line at green hair we draw the line there no green hair um oh i was just gonna say when you say war orphan it sounds even more like warfin 
Which I already did today when I was watching it. I was like, War Orphan, Warfin. And then when you say it, it sounds like that. Warfin. Warfin? Are you a Warfin? I mean, we've got to just keep bringing the words together, you know? Bring the words together, bring the people together, bring the robots together. Bring everything together. Bring Bring Blade Runner bring... and Battlestar Galactica together. <laughs> bring Edward James Olmos' career highlights together. Bring like... Gianna O'Neill and Simon together. Oh my god. Gianna Ooh. is so fucking hot. Gianna okay, okay. So I don't have is... it in my notes. I didn't need it in my notes because it's in my me- burned in my memory. Oh, how hot she is? Oh my god. Yeah. She's so hot. Yeah. And what an accent. But okay, do you remember the scene that they showed briefly, which I was like, why are they showing the scene when Apollo's like, welcome to whatever fucking ship we're on. And mm. this the lady comes out and she's like, you have to find my husband. He's in the colonial fleet on Pycon or something. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm, no. Okay. Well, they show I'm famously it. bad at remembering. They so, show so. that, which is, I think, an actual clip that was filmed because I don't think Jamie Bamber filmed new shit for this. And I think that's the same. I'm like 99% oh. that that's the same actor actress. That's cool. Yeah. So they like found her and were like, you did this bit. Come back here and be a knuckle dragger. Oh, yeah. I love her character. I love her so much. That kind of energy I feel like was missing from mm-hmm. the BSG early days or, you know, even the later days. I just love he's <laughs> although I do. I do appreciate her dialogue with Tira. Where she's like, I would never allow this on my ship. And he's like, go find the spare. And she's like, there isn't one. And he's like, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Tyrell can be charming sometimes. He could be funny. <sighs> Yeah, she calls, Gianna calls him out right away for being involved with Boomer. Like, Boomer pops in. And it is obvious. She's like, um, no, I didn't need anything. Carry on. Uh, and she's like, how long you been fracking? Oh, it's so good. Sorry, sorry. Just update, Reka. Just chatting. Oh, Hold oh, on. oh. Reka alert. Travesty. Okay. She says she wasn't doing something. She doesn't think she was doing anything else. <sighs> So I am outraged, <laughs> outraged, obscure, crazy, outraged, <laughs> very angry. I should. <laughs> hey, Rekha, could you just jump on the Zoom with us real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. Oh, oh, she's chill. She doesn't care. So it seems like she wasn't doing something else and they just made a choice to not build out her character. That makes me really angry because it they could have... It's like, I know that the point of this was overfilling oh, in the gaps in the story and answering some unanswered questions and Rekha's storyline on Battlestar did not begin until season three, right? But well, I, like, for me... like through season two. Was it? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Billy died when I was on with Melius, so that's how... Yes, because you were so happy about it. We both were. It's terrible. <laughs> so tickled. So I think that um, you could have done the most with mm. what Tori was doing because there you were free to just explore that. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's they didn't want to do that because they couldn't use old footage in a clip maybe. show movie. Maybe. Anyway. Um, Travesty. Sorry. You're Gianna's right. Gianna's hot. Gianna's hot. Reka is missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this little flashback where six is pep talking athena mm-hmm. 
not Athena. No, Boomer. I wrote Athena and then I wrote no Boomer next mm. to it. That was originally filmed for some part of Daybreak and oh. it didn't make it into Daybreak as a flashback. So they stuck it in here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Way to reuse old footage. Old. Yeah. Non-aired footage. So this is we're round about the water episode and this was the most one of the most surprising things in this to me was that Boomer and Ca- Boomer and Cavill having these conversations where Boomer is a fully realized aware Cylon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, though, because she was having blackouts, right? She was having blackouts. So mm. that it makes sense. And I, I think it's uh, yeah, fairly well done. He mm. but he controls her with this like elephant carving. Like, she looks at that, and then she's like, oh, who am I? Oh, it's like the Buffy episode where they, like, <laughs> like she, he's just like, look at this crystal. And then she's just uh, like, he, that he injects her arm, and you're like, she that, just looks at a fucking crystal. That anyway. episode breaks my heart, though. It's very sad. It's very uh, sad. That's a really good episode of television. I, I'd like to talk about that. <laughs> we can. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> do you want to hear Adama's second movie idea to get us through to the second half? Yes. So, almost half joke that he considered Adama's further adventures on Earth. In fact, I've got the entire script around them. I know exactly what happened to him. (laughs) Let me put it to you this way. When we next see Adama, it will be in a very rustic log cabin and there will be a knock at the door and it will be his old friend Colonel Ty saying, we have a problem. (laughs) Eddie's writing fanfic for himself. Sweet baby. Here for it. Oh, I would like to read that. I love that he half joke. Maybe we could ask him. We'd be like, hey, Eddie, here's this interview you did in 2009. Can you, you please share your script with us? You Can still, we do a dramatic reading? You still got this kicking around? We'll do a dramatic reading with you on this podcast. I bet Ronald D. Moore would greenlight that. I don't think he would sue anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fanfic. It's fanfic. Yeah. Fanfic's Um, legal. I just, I love so much because we've heard throughout this process how invested he was in the show. Mm -hmm. And like there was the episode where they weren't sleeping and he was like, we should all not sleep. And Mm -hmm. like, I just, Eddie. Yeah, I I know. I think he probably really did have it written. I think so too. I don't think that was a joke. I think so too. I'm trying to find if there's more because I'm like, I want more, but that's the only, it's the only two things I can find about what he's going to do. It is just so goddamn precious. It's beautiful. Why do I find that so endearing? I don't know, but it's a trip. <laughs> I love it so much. It's from 2009, an article with Lauren Davis. I feel like he just loved the show so much and cared about it so much and appreciated the character so much that he's like, I don't ever want this to end. I know. It's beautiful. It's like me with everything, right? (laughs) You know, so apparently he elaborated on the prequel to Blade Runner idea, making Caprica the prequel to the prequel. Oh my. He's like, the ending of BSG led right into Blade Runner like a glove. He's really thought about this. He's thought about it a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It says, so what's going on with the plan? Almost as it started out feeling like a clip show, but then they pounded on the script until it became a coherent story that will take your breath away and make you want to watch the whole show from the beginning all over again. It took an hour and a half away from my life. I just, I want to love it because I love him, you know? I know. Anyway. It's just, it's too much. And after, like, 
once you end the series and I feel like regardless of how you feel about you know the series finale they ended on a high note it was four mm. seasons like they they didn't but also stretch like because I'd seen so much of this before it felt like I was kind of like re-watching it like badly re-watching it and yeah. I just like so I kept like like a fan edit yeah like I yeah yeah so I kept like zoning out mm-hmm. which is why my notes get more sparse I mean they always do <laughs> <laughs> so on Caprica there's a whole bunch of Dorals who I feel like are being punished by being put on like cleaning up dead bodies duty and they're like it smells we shouldn't be doing this and then they all get killed by the pyramid team do they all have matching but different colored jackets Oh, I feel like they were wearing jumpsuits, but I wish, I wish they were all wearing teal and burgundy suit jackets to clean up these dead bodies. Mm. That would make me, maybe they're all wearing them under the jumpsuits. Probably. In my, in my heart. Like a secret identity. Yeah. And they're, so the team's all excited and are high-fiving and then there's a cavil who's like, oh, help, I'm alive. And they rescue Mm. him because he doesn't look like the other ones and that's when they realize they're skin jobs yeah oh yeah and we get a lot of barrel in this which is fun yes uh cavill gets um gianna's husband simon to finally pop in for a meeting and he's like what are you doing what are you doing you married you got a kid what the frag have you been up to not a kid that is his though because that would have been i was waiting i was like whoa is there another nope. half Cylon. Which is really awkward when he meets them first in like a, you know, a mess hall cafeteria or whatever and she's like this is my husband and this is my daughter from a previous marriage. Like the way people talk. <laughs> I mean, that's true actually. My, um, like my step parents would just be like these are my children. Like to all of us collectively. Oh, like, uh, what is that? Royal Tenenbaums, where he's always like, and this is my adopted daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's basically like, listen, you got to do something. You got to blow some shit up. Like, get it together. Meanwhile, Leoben's hiding in the walls, painting Kara's mandala. Where'd he get paint? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> where they get the toy plates? Where they get a lot of things? I would also like to just call out that Cavill says, my too was a defense minister's yoga instructor. Yes. Also a plot line I would have enjoyed exploring. Absolutely. More so than any of these. Yes, that would have been fun. Let's see that episode of Battlestar Galactica, please. (laughs) Please, please, Mm. please. Boomer meets again with Cavill and she's like, Dude, I'm happier when I'm human. I don't hate myself when I'm human. And he's like, don't ever say that. And then, yeah, he's like, don't feel your feelings and make out with me for some reason. And there's no reason. She's like, I don't want to kill Adama. And he's like, and then she's like, okay. (laughs) It's not, it's not, she's actually, but you know, I understand how the scene goes. Ultimately, I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. We get a revisit of the Gaius with no more merchandise. Gaius, six in the bathroom when he said that. Oh, it's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like watching this whole thing was justified just to 
have an excuse to relive that scene. I was so happy they put it in. Yeah. When I saw it at the beginning of the scene, I was like, yes, I know what this is. <laughs> uh, Leoban is not... Cavill takes a lot of meetings. Leoban's chatting him up. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, there's this whole thing with Kareth Race. You don't know. Like, she learned how to fly this raider. And he goes, I don't care if she plucked puppies from God's ass. It's a good line. It's a, it's a line. It's a line. It's a Jane line, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. We just got to take these little nuggets of joy where mm-hmm. we can in this episode. So we get an explanation of how Shelley Godfrey disappeared. Because yes. that was a whole mysterious thing that happened. And we yes. were like, can silence disappear? Was she projecting? No, they just had another six. Put a blonde wig on top of her brown hair. Which you could still see, But by the fully way. exposed still brown hair. Yeah. Not... Pin, no, just like shove the blonde wig on top which the dudes only needed to see her the guards only needed to see her for like a second yeah but they like run her down the hallway with like half blonde half brown hair and cavill grabs the the other six the shelly godfrey six and then the guards are like how'd she get away uh, <laughs> and no one's running <laughs> well they run they run once they realize they can't see her anymore but like run first (laughs) like it's just like it's like the scene in austin powers where the steamroll is coming and the guy's like no and he's like get out of the way no (laughs) it's like that everyone's moving pretty slowly Uh, and then cavill fragged airlocks her which is how she disappeared so many airlocks so okay. Many. Do you think Cavill has like access codes because of Boomer? Because I was like, surely I guess regular people should just be able to operate. Do we the really? <laughs> do we really expect that this show is going to clear up any of those holes for us? I mean, that's the whole this the whole point of this movie is clearing up the holes for us. Yes. <laughs> and and yet. And yet. <laughs> You just created more holes. (laughs) More and more holes. So we revisit the scene where Starbuck waterboards Leoban, or I guess is about to, but not before he attacks her. But then then sees all these things. He sees, yeah, what we didn't see in that episode is Mm. because they decided it happened now uh, after they had filmed all that stuff. A vision of their future together so and their we're daughter. So that he their... is prophetic. So he is actually prophetic. I think, yeah. I, and I feel okay. like that's always been the case. Because he really did guide her to a lot of stuff. Yeah, but we didn't... That like, was like, how kind of thought it... he was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but he, like, he knew stuff. He True. always knew stuff. He was just awful. Cavill tells, his, tells the orphan to go hang out with the other children that nobody wants. <laughs> I hated the storyline when I thought it was, and I think that's maybe the point, is you're supposed to think Cavill's going to have this, like, Ebenezer Scrooge awakening. He's like, oh, I love this child. Um, Nope. Nope, not what happens. So I enjoy that he's just mean to the kid until he stabs him. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. I was genuinely surprised. Uh. (laughs) I wasn't in the moment of the scene, but, like, throughout, they were building to that. 
But then in the moment when he started, when he had that big ass knife with the apple, I'm like, oh, he's gonna stab the kid. I feel like I wasn't paying that close attention, and then he stabbed the kid, and I. It was the only moment where I was like, ah! like I actually. I think my favorite is when he, when he like throws the kid off the bed. So the kid's like slumped over and he just like throws him off. It's just like, okay, so let's, let's put that storyline to bed because we need yeah, to stop I'm putting storylines. Yeah, I'm talking about it. You're right. Let's you're throw right. it off the bed like a discarded child that we've just stabbed. That, I guess he airlocks the kid too. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who's keeping accountability? You've got fucking people, like, you've got a freaking other six living there. No one knows she's there, apparently. Okay, yeah. Let's get to her. Yeah. In the, the bed. The faith six. In oh, the, my God. In the that bed. That ass. That ass. That, that, ass. that shot, though. Oh, my God. I sent a screenshot to Kaylee, everybody. <laughs> Where they're just, like, she's on the bed face down, and the camera's just fully facing her ass. Like, of course it is. All right. Where else would it all be? All right, Eddie. All right, Eddie. Let's skip past this whole sex scene. My notes are just, why does Cavill get so much action? But we can't, because you need to experience the pain with us. He's talking about, oh, we're a murder machine, and we just started humming, and she's like, I'll make you hum. Uh, She grabs his cock, and it's horrible. I never knew that I could be turned off by Trisha Helfer. But it turns out I can. It's actually worse than when she was with Ty. Oh my god, it's so much much worse. worse. But I feel like their dynamic in this is very Saul and Ellen, but it's Cavill and Faith Six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're saying goodbye to Boomer because she done shot Adama, and he. I feel like this is a worse fate where she's like in the jail and she's like. Oh yeah, you're here with the elephant, so I know I'm a Cylon, and uh, I hated shooting Adama. Da, da, da. And then he's like, "Okay, goodbye," and he waves the elephant again, and she's, you know, innocent Boomer again, which I feel like is worse to be in mm-hmm. jail for shooting Adama, and you don't remember why you did it. Mm-hmm. That feels like wouldn't you just want to have reality at that point? Anyway, mm. it's tragic. Simon offers to blow up the Cybele, the ship that he's on, mm-hmm. uh, if his family's spared. And Cavill's like, no, I'm not going to spare your family. And he's like, mm, okay, I might do something else then. The guys on the ground on Caprica are doing stupid, stupid shit like, hey, I think I think those people over there are probably Cylons. You should shoot them. And then that's Kara and Hilo. They're not trying very hard. Their heart's not in it. Kelly shoots Boomer. Oh, this is the sex scene with Simon, if you want to muse yes, on that. Yes, it is. Might I say, I would say it's definitely one of the top five sex scenes of Battlestar Galactica. It's real good. It's steamy. It's like a real sex scene. Yeah. Maybe this is because it's not like on TV that they mm. could be a bit like steamier, but there's like sweat and like I love that. You're like, yes, you're in it. You're both sweating on each other and you're they look like they climax together and they hold each other. It's like, do you reckon they fucked in real life? I hope they fucked in real life. It looked good. <laughs> that's it. That's well, I guess I that's say. what every actor wants you to believe that they're sexy. Yeah, but whenever so that happens, you're that like, did you life? fuck though? Because like you've done theater. Like, ugh. it's sometimes always it's like sexy, but intense. sometimes it's like really not sexy. No, it's true. But they were, they had chemistry. It was they, cool. Yeah. And also just those two actors are beautiful, beautiful people. They certainly and are. we just had to look at 
Trisha Helfer in a bed with Cavill. So uh, we were primed and ready for a good sex scene. I'm so glad we didn't get a sex scene like that with Trisha Helfer. And yeah, no, I don't think anyone man. would have forced that upon us, thankfully. Mm-mm. Okay, so there's this moment here, though, where he's like, I really am sorry. And it was funny to me because they 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 dwell in that scene for a little while and she doesn't say like what are you sorry about yeah i wanted that too i'm like are you apologizing no no, i know that but it looked like he was saying it to her in bed as well as on the thing and i was like are you saying sorry to her while you're inside of her and for what yeah no that's what i'm saying is there's Mm. there's a scene in the extended version where he does something they have an argument and he's apologizing for it they were fighting because there's a scene cut where it's after starbuck brings the raider back and she's like spending a lot of time down there working on it and he's like Mm. you're spending too much time there and you should be with me and your daughter and they they have a blowout about it but i guess that's where she the seed is planted for like i was there and there was a pyramid team with a doctor which she realizes later is sees a picture of the other Mm. side so yeah they frack he apologizes you think he's gonna blow something up but then he just airlocks himself or he blows up the side of a ship which seems unnecessary considering how easy it is to get airlocked i guess it's hard to airlock yourself though because you need someone on the outside to put in the code or whatever i mean i don't know isn't that what they thought callie did yeah well, I guess I think they thought Callie could have rigged it because she's an engineer type of person. Yeah. All right. Then we have phase six in her bra, panties, heels, and fully open black jacket look. Mm-hmm. And that's I all really I really have to said. say about that. Yeah. No, she well, she very conveniently recounts for us in these scenes how badly Cavill is doing. Yeah. And it's like. Remember all those scenes you just saw? I'm going to rehash exactly what happened. Because we saw them in the series, and then we saw them again now, and then she needs and to tell us again. And then she does a sexy exposition Well, if them. we just could have had that in the first place, that would have been okay by me. <sighs> just, just can the movie just get Faith Six up there in her underwear, putting on heels and being like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this is not the plan. <laughs> It's an improvisation. The end. Okay, but I sent you sent me a screenshot and then I sent you one of her in that ensemble having stolen the whiskey bottle from him, strolling out of the room saying, mm-hmm. You can't declare war on love. It's a very good screenshot. And it's a look. It's a good it's screenshot. A it's a look. It's a moment. We An unnecessary we moment. Absolutely. A gratuitous moment. Mm-hmm. But Still a moment we that we appreciate it. Yes, we are. Yeah. We, we you know what? Are. It's complicated to be mm. a queer person in 2020. <laughs> it's complicated. Are you saying that it's very horny to be a queer person in 2020? I think I, that's what I heard. I think it's always been complicated to be a queer person uh, and always been horny to be a queer person. I mean, the thing is, is that when you're queer, everybody's just really hot. And that's just like, I mean, it depends on your your flavor of queer. For me personally, everyone is just really hot. And that's, it's just so much hot coming at you. Like, think about it. If you like one gender <laughs> and you're like, wow, look at all those hot people. And then you times that by two because there's 
two times as many of that, plus all the people who identify as different genders than the binary. It's just like there's so many hot people. I can't keep track. And it's just really horny to be queer. What a wonderful world. Um, no, it's complicated because it's all sexy, but then it's also weird and male gazy and gratuitous it's true. so it's often true. that you're like, yes. I appreciate this, but I don't appreciate the way it was made, I guess. I appreciate this, but I don't appreciate you, a man, making it. Get a woman behind the camera for some female gazy shots, please, sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, you, I, you will never hear me coming down against um, expressions of sexuality and art or pornography or anything like that. I just, this, I this moment really felt like, okay, let's get uh, her for all the nerds who have had a Trisha Helfer obsession since this series began. Let's throw her in just full black bra, black panties, well, heels. Kaylee. She was a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, it's very apparent. And mm-hmm. she looks fantastic. She looks hot. I hope she had fun doing it. I don't know. I don't want Trisha Helfer to feel bad about whatever this is. I don't is. think she feels bad. I don't even really feel bad. It's just no. in the moment you're like, look, of course, I think this is sexy, but also this is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I wish I had more of? Videos of me walking around in my underwear when I was younger. I mean, I still, I still have a great bod, but it was like, you know, yeah, it's just a bit more tight, you know. Mm. I could still be more naked now. I think I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We could gonna all still be it. more naked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we home all the time. Yeah, I've been feeling like I should take selfies because I don't ever take them. I just, yeah, like I found a picture of myself. I sent it to you the other day in like this bra. Obviously, I was like, take a picture of bra, and I was like, damn. That's super hot. And probably at the time you were like, eh. I look so fat. Yeah. Or whatever. I just send it to you whatever right your now. insecurities are. It. But yeah, oh, we should so all insecurities. We should all be more naked. Be more naked and appreciate our bodies and We sure should. Cuz that that happens to me with every picture that's ever been taken of me regardless of the setting where I, like I hate it and then I go back 2 years later and I'm like, that was a nice picture. Yeah, yeah. I just try to keep taking them even though I hate them all. Yeah, and I feel like the more you do that, the more you're like, that's what my face looks like. And yeah. It's easier. Yeah, I think it's really a problem with my face that's the problem. Um, <laughs> which is probably not, you your know, something I can help. Your face That wasn't... I was that wasn't meant to be a read on your face. That was Oh, that, I know. Okay. I I read my face. I was like, <laughs> I have a problem with my face. I only read beauty on your face. Aww. Mm. I'm sending you a picture of me in my underwear. I'm very grateful. <laughs> Live reaction on air. I said it to you in the chat. Ooh, look at you. Look at that body. Stunning. That's basically what Trish Elfer's wearing. Exactly. <laughs> You're fucking gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Uh, what a photo. What anyway. A photo. My I'll sell. I'll sell it, listeners. I'll sell that to you for three thousand dollars. I just chose a price. Just a mere three grand. <laughs> it's a good, listen, you got three grand kicking around. That's a nice picture. <laughs> it's a nice picture. I should have made the price higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a mirror selfie. Anyway. Let's finish this episode. Let's finish this episode. This, this took is, an unexpected turn. This, this is, but I appreciated the distraction. 
Like, yes, because we really don't. If you can't tell, we really don't want to talk about this. So. Yeah, yeah. Watching this was work, and talking about it is real work. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Starbuck and Anders bang. We get to rewatch it. We get to listen to it because oh, Pavel yeah, and Simon I are listening to it. I wonder if they just got her back to make sex sounds. Were they like, hey, they called her and they're like, hey, Katie, just over the hey, phone, Katie, real quick. Could you just just throw a few, few sex sounds, or if it was just somebody else? Uh, that's a good. Or did they have Katie Sackoff sex sounds? Like, were they sex sounds from another sex scene? Maybe that they had saved up. Probably. Maybe. If I had Katie Sackoff sex sounds, I would have. You would have saved. a special folder on your yes. computer. Yes. <laughs> I would. Special secret folder. And this is where we get the famous lines that I already mentioned in my synopsis. She's beneath him. him. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. And he vigorously loves her. <laughs> yeah, let me get in on that vigorous love. And let's be real. Katie Sackoff is not beneath him. She is definitely on top. Oh, yes. As I imagine, she prefers to be. Yeah. Yeah. Swoon. Okay. Cavill wants Sam to forgive the Cylons, and he's like, frack, no. And then to the Simon, he's like, I thought he learned, but he loves. Like, why are those things mutually exclusive? I don't understand this. And then, yeah, he's like, you love them even though they're dead. Like, well, yeah, I don't... (laughs) And this this is the moment where I don't know I feel like Cavill's kind You're of in love to a with man Sam. Who's been talking to his like fucking dead, like like lifeless bodies in tubs, <laughs> being like dad, mom, dad, mom, you're and right, then he's right, like, how right, do you love right. people who are dead? Yeah, and it's just we keep getting hit over the head with this thing of like, the one thing we didn't account for in the plan was love. Ooh. Love, love, love. <laughs> Sorry, we got to bring it back to love actually now. Um, do we though? I've got to get better at iMovie so I can re- recreate that scene. <laughs> I'm serious. If someone does that, I'd be so happy. <laughs> uh, the widow Simon, Gianna, learns the truth. Mm-hmm. It's very devastating. And then and... her and Tyrell kiss because weird. Which her and Tyrell kiss, I read as her being like, really vulnerable and sad and grieving the death of her husband who she has just found out is also a Cylon and Terrell being like hey baby like no I I sort of read it as like he's just like how do I comfort how do I emotion I'm feeling also women like kiss I also feel these things what do I do what do I do what do I do I know I'll kiss her and he kisses her he's like shit shouldn't have done that that wasn't the right move I misread the situation honestly yeah it's not that cr- there's way there's far cringier scenes no i don't think this. it was du- like i think shit it like made that me cringe all the time. a little i think shit like that happens all the time with like shared grief it's like when um in the l word when dana dies and then mm-hmm. like her girlfriend i and love that Alice, scene. yeah like they, they just like start making out and then they just start fucking and they're like why like why are we doing this it's just like weird ways that grief behaves true so that's sort of how i read it but that his grief and her grief were not like vibing you know um so yeah but yeah so in this scene we also get this moment where um chief kind of like absolves boomer because they're discussing like oh well someone was probably really in charge of the cylons and they 
Yeah, they like, both do it. They, they made sacrifices, like, yeah. and maybe they were really heroes. And because Chief yeah. is like, oh, Boomer was a better shot than that. She could have killed Adama at point blank range. If she yeah, and to. um, and Gianna. That's her name, right? Yeah. I think Gianna has a, for sure, stronger case in this scenario. Oh, no, but I think both of them is both, like, she says it, and then he's like, oh, maybe that's, like, he's like, maybe that's what happened with Boomer. I think that was kind of nice. It was kind of nice, and I feel like it paves the way for what's going to happen with, it is Boomer again, right? Later? With Mm -hmm. Chief? And the house? And the daughter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to confuse my Boomer and my Athena. Uh, Well, they're very similar. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> we get the whole chief talking to a priest scene again. Okay, so while the kid is getting stabbed, Caprica Cavill has Starbuck in his, you know, gun mm-hmm. sight, whatever you call that. But he can't take the shot. Nope. Can't take it. He's learned about humanity. And now he loves. He loves. Six rolls up announcing a truce, which is how Caprica Cavill is able to get to Galactica and be like, hey, there's a truce now. We're going to leave you alone for like three episodes and then we'll be back. Uh, (laughs) And then I'm just like, oh, well, look who showed up three minutes before the end. It's Tori in the background standing on a ladder. Speaking of Tori. What'd she say? She says, now that you've jogged my memory, it's possible a teeny bit of my stuff got cut, but honestly, it wasn't that much. And then she did shruggy face. I hope she doesn't mind me reading her. I don't think anything's damning in that. Yeah, but, um, so I don't think anyone important is listening to us. I think that's all fine. Okay. But also, it's um, Tori's down on the ladder, and there's the legs of a woman who I think you're supposed to assume is Rosalind. On the ladder above her, like, we're climbing down together. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no Mary McDonald's. So it's just mm. somebody playing Mary McDonald's legs. <laughs> and that, yeah. So while they're walking the two cavils to the airlock, to get airlocked, there's this mysterious confluence of all the final five in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And this ends with two men having a philosophical debate waiting for death which feels kind of appropriate for Battlestar Galactica. It's like, you want to go out on a bang? We're going to go out on some heady thoughts by an old white man. And then they're like, the anticipation is really not that great. And then I think it's very sweet that they hold hands. They do. They're like, we don't agree, and I don't like you, and I don't like you. But we're also the same person, kind of, but not. Yeah. And then they're floating all frozen out in space. And they dub it over with that that one really good Cavill monologue mm. when he's talking to Ellen about, like, I want to smell supernovas and whatever. Yeah, um, I remember it. Yeah. So that's that. That's how it ends. That's I feel like I enjoyed the series more before I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you waiting to see what's coming up in the BSGCU? It just... Well, always. Wait, do you have more movies? More mo- more movie pitches from Eddie, or was that it? No, I couldn't find okay. any more. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look around. They're the only two that I can see. Maybe he's keeping them close to the chest, you know. You just never know I who's going to pick yeah, one up and run with it's it. It's been quarantined for a while. I wonder if he's been back Imagine at Imagine the ideas that he has. I wonder if he's, like, involved in the, like, new series of Battlestar. I, do- I doubt any of the original cast is involved. 
but, but he so might come involved. on as a director or that's writer. what i mean i don't mean he's i bet he's got it. some juicy plot lines he's been working oh my gosh i bet he's shut out some, some emails i love you eddie but please stay in your lane <laughs> no no i love everything about this Okay, I well, I look forward it. to the Battlestar Galactica Blade Runner reboot. As do I. This closes on a picture of someone who I don't know. It says to Harvey with love. Oh, I don't know who, who that Harvey. is either. Okay, I'll look that up. But rest in peace, Harvey. Yeah, clearly important to the show. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just finish. I have no thoughts. Really? I it all. was just like, it's a cooler story when... There's more mystery and needing to go back and fill in all the holes and mm. and sort of make it seem like you had an idea who the final five were all along or something. Which like, we know that we you know did. you didn't. It's just it feels really unnecessary, and I'm and I'm tired, and you're tired. <laughs> so on that note, we're just gonna leave you with some Antissa 